are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast brought to you by... There is no sponsor today. Sorry about oh, that. Wow. I'm getting all, hey, what getting you all my other stuff. But, you know, it is your first listen. Remember, uh-huh. first that's listen. Right. And, that, and that's what we go for here. All right. Um, we've been talking a lot of Steve Kerr this week. I wanted to ask you this because Schuster was here during that magical 88 ride where you had so many people. That's that were- not true. That's not true. I was here at the – yeah, I was here a little bit later than that. But I was in state like you were. Uh, but, so you was, but, but but you can ask anyway. Yes, I was not were. in Tucson at that time. We strive for accuracy here, and occasionally my memory fails me. And uh, you were following I, uh, the team, though. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So here's essentially what comes out of this team. You've got one of the most. You can say it's through serendipity or wherever it is. One of the most successful people you will ever come across in Steve Kerr, who five championships as a player. Uh, three as a coach, looks like he's far from done winning. The man's won a lot, won a lot of stuff. Then you've got um, uh, Harvey Harvey Mason. Um, then you've got Harvey Mason, who is the Oscars, uh, uh, or excuse yeah, me, he's, he's the head of the Oscars. Yeah, he's one of the, uh, I think it's the Grammys. But he is the one that is, um, yeah, uh, he's among the most successful music producers certainly in the country and frankly in the world uh and is uh yeah running uh hot high up in the grammys and has been very instrumental as far as music legitimate big time music production for decades he's very, he's very important yeah uh-huh. um, and so and then you've obviously you got sean elliott the best player in school history you could make the case was you know been the best player in conference history since kareem Tolbert has been a successful sports talk radio what, broadcaster in the Bay Area for quite what, some like, time. Yeah. Like, you, you never know when you're living something like that, but was there any kind of idea that you were dealing with kind of a who's who of guys that are going to come on to be really big deals? Absolutely not. Uh, and and even now, when we talk about that in this consistent time frame, there are probably folks maybe listening to this or who have these discussions for basketball programs like North Carolina, perhaps Duke, who talk constant, who talk constantly, well, this guy did that and that guy did that. You know, North Carolina, you had Jordan, you had Worthy, you had, you know, plenty, uh, a, a remarkable litany of basketball talent that obviously uh, came through there. But one of the things that I think is interesting about the Arizona component here is how varied it is. Uh, you didn't have necessarily, it's not that they didn't have bad basketball careers. Uh, Kerr, as you noted, uh, played on teams that won five championships and was instrumental in a couple of those uh, and has been a great coach. Elliott had a very good, occasionally fringe all-star career. I think he was in the league for, what, about 12 years. Uh, that's excellent. Uh, but, you know, Tolbert wasn't much basketball-wise at all, and Harvey Mason the same way. But you have guys who parlayed success, and this pro- probably says a lot about kismet, karma, and uh, Luke and Bobby Olson's ability to uh, pinpoint good people early on and mold them a little bit into being fig- figuring out ways to be even better. So the conversation that a lot of, I think, sports have 
and it's a lot of lip service about the importance of uh, life after athletics. I think if you looked at the 1988 Arizona basketball team and that window of basketball uh, era, you'd have some great examples about people who have been successful doing things other than basketball or just a little bit beyond the basketball, even if they stayed in that profession. Your pal, Matty M., it, uh, falls under this category uh, from his legal capacity. Matt, I, I don't even capacity. think about bringing up Matty M. That's what's impressive about it. Let's take a quick break. One thing, though, that I can probably tell you by this stage in the game is that Matty M probably doesn't have rock auto. But maybe I shouldn't say that he doesn't nah, have rock Yeah, you shouldn't say that. Because he's, he probably has his own DIY show. He's probably he, in the back in his own parking lot fixing some transmission right now, and he's using Rock Auto to get that transmission and putting it in all by his lonesome because he went and became an Arizona men's basketball player and built a variety of skill sets that includes excellent mechanical capabilities. Rock Auto, be right back. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. But that's a goes to show you, too, a guy like Matt Muehlbach, who's a national commentator, a lawyer, uh, beloved in the city. He didn't even come to mind. I hope Matt doesn't listen to this, but uh, he didn't even come to mind as, you know, one of those first, you know, four or five people. So, again, whatever Lute Olson did, there certainly was something he did because you don't just look at ESPN and just see Richard Jefferson is commentating every single game. Channing Fry is in studio all the time. Steve Kerr was doing all of that before he. Sean Elliott is the play or the color commentator for the Spurs. Um, uh, I know I'm forgetting like five people here, but but uh, nevertheless, you've made your point. Yes, uh, there are a lot of there there are a lot of uh, good Wildcats uh, over the years who have uh, careers beyond their initial career, which mm -hmm. says a lot about what that program was able to achieve under Lute Olson and. Even though Olson's main responsibility was to win basketball games and bring money into the university because he won basketball games and to recruit good talent because he won basketball games, his ability to uh, get kids who had opportunity potential uh, beyond the sport, I think is a testament to what college athletics is supposed to be. Right. And it's one of those things. We talk about Olson the – uh, strategist, Olson, the guy who can, the, the scout, the recruiter who can see talent that's maybe slightly under the radar, the ability, you know, Olson, the adjust, the on-court adjuster, depending on what talent he had at any given time, all a variety of different things. And I think your point here is really well made in that you have <laughs> an extensive list of Arizona Wildcat representation that is good at what it does in ways that aren't necessarily limited to just being quality basketball players. Yeah, and you know what? One of those things, too, is that if you ever wanted to bet on the quality of character of any of these players, I'm not sure that you could actually find a real website for this, but if you could, it would be the Bet Online Sportsbook. Over under 7.5 productive Lute Olsen-era players from the 1992 team. That's the kind of stuff that Bet Online has. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. All right, Shu, what do you what do you got going on the rest of the day? Napping. 
Right. Uh, maybe, and maybe and, and and perhaps hockey playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that is the because one of the discussions that we didn't have uh, in between recording podcasts is my effort to try to convince you that the NHL is better during the playoffs than the NBA is and has been better consistently than the NBA for most of the last uh, 20 years. So when it comes to this time of the year, I'm not. I'm not a guy who watches hockey throughout the course of the regular season, 80-game regular season. I'm going to always watch a game on Tuesday night or something like that. But in the playoffs, I will invest a great deal of time uh, to the NHL. I think it is the best playoff sport. And to give you an example, even a couple weeks ago when the Suns got bounced uh, and Milwaukee was bounced from uh, their Game 7, you had two NBA Game 7s. One that was determined by more than 20 points where Boston eliminated Milwaukee. Another that uh, the Suns lost by more than 40. Game sevens. On that same weekend, the NHL had three game sevens, all of which went to overtime. There is nothing as good as overtime hockey in a game seven. Nothing like it because it happens so fast. You can't take your eyes away. There's desperation, there's theater, there's competitiveness. A lot of the reasons that you watch for purposes of entertainment, the NHL does, I think, an excellent job uh, come playoff time. So, yes, I will be spending a fair amount of uh, time probably doing that this evening, possibly yelling at the TV because as we're recording this, I think this one airs a couple days later, so I don't know the result. But as we're recording this, the Blues are facing the Avalanche in a pivotal game four, If Colorado wins, they're probably going to win the series. I think they're the better team anyway, but I'm a St. Louis sports fan, so I would like to see the uh, Blues uh, be successful and surprise me a little bit. I think the Blues are good, but I think Colorado is better. And if we get a Colorado-Edmonton Western Conference final, the speed on that ice is going to be uh, really interesting to watch. A couple great players at that level. So I don't anticipate that it's something that you're going to take in on a consistent no, but, basis, but, be but completely I, I changed don't, I don't mind. I'm, but, I'm not opposed to having it on in the background. Yeah, though. every that, a, every now and again. I, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it it checks off a lot of boxes in terms of the entertainment factor, and uh, that's something to definitely consider, and I hope there are other folks out there listening who enjoy their hockey playoffs as well. All right, I'll tell you what. There's two people that I know that enjoy their hockey playoffs like no other, and – I'm not one of them, but for Mike Luke, John Schuster, and Robin Leanlo, you've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.